All right, here we are, man. Welcome to the Infinite Creative Podcast for everyone out here. This is our first episode. My name is Sean. And I'm Fitz, and we're basically your hosts. And this podcast is uh, about freelancing, business, creative stuff, and everything in between, kind of. So, yeah, Sean, what is this podcast for you? Because this is episode one. I think we should explain what this is all about, and at least in your head. And then what is it in mine? Yeah, well, it's... um. So, yeah, so we've kept this very vague and big, but um, it's essentially just about... um creativity right now, creativity in our lives, creativity in the past. And I think it's, um, we're just trying to find a lot of different middle grounds in terms of finding out, you know, what, what makes people click creatively, what's kind of the future of creativity, and um, just looking at stuff that really relates to creativity. I know this is kind of our first stab into this kind of new podcast realm of creativity, but um yeah, so we're leaving it very open and very big. I think. Yeah, um, for me, this is like kind of um, a big thing because like um, back in the day when you lived actually down here in Florida, uh, Sunshine State, you know, um, we actually had like meetups and we were hanging out and we had our coffee meetings and basically talked business and like you're kind of a web designer and you're like full time, you're doing it the right way and I'm just a content creator who's trying to make it, you know, and I'm... Yeah, basically learning a lot from you. And for me, this podcast is about like learning and like the whole freelance aspect, business, and obviously doing your art, basically expressing yourself, making a dent into the internet and being like, hey, I'm here. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's well said. I mean, so yeah, so I guess to give a little background, um, kind of like Fitz, I said, I'm, I'm a web designer, I'm graphic designer. Um, just finishing up 12 years of, of a career that's bounced me from print design to digital design to print design again, back to digital design all the way to branding, to web design, to UX and UI design, to now back to web design. Um, and so, yeah, so it's been a very long career. Like uh, Fitze said, it's I we used to get coffee down in Florida, and that's kind of where this started was our, our weekly coffee sessions where we would you know, get a little bit of work done and uh, mostly just do a lot of creative talking and a lot of just planning and plotting. So it's really cool to be back, man. It's cool to be back in the in the coffee state of mind with you. In a Let's video. go. Let's go. Um, yeah. Um, on my side, I'm more the video guy. So yeah, I basically am a video content creator and do a lot of creative shenanigans, I, I think. I, I do a lot of things. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I, I need to figure out a niche, but right now we're doing this and let's give it it all. Um, yeah, but basically that's us right now. And yeah, I think like today we should do a little summary what we're going to talk about. Um, we actually tried this podcast like three or four times. No, uh, two times actually, two times, you know, and we had some technical difficulties just how it is because you're not anymore down here. What you didn't mention, where are you now? Yeah, well, now I'm in Colorado Springs, beautiful Colorado Springs. So, um, you know, hopefully going to get down there again. Maybe we'll have a couple live versions of this podcast together. But, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, so in Colorado. Yeah. So, but basically the summary that you want to do is like um, recap what we did on the last episode that never will air probably because of technical difficulties. But we had um, a design of a function, I think, with like the... A design of Trump's airplane or at least the color theme and how that affect the function and then also we want to talk about like um, Pfeiffer freelancing and yeah stuff like that 
<laughs> stuff like that. Um, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, obviously, since that first podcast is going to be locked away in a vault, maybe Sunday will be released on some Patreon or other uh, means. But, um, yeah, we'll definitely we'll rehash some of these things. And, um, yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm excited to start this uh, adventure with you. And uh, here we are, episode yeah. one. Um, I would say let's let's give them the summary what happened because like we don't really want to be um, like I, I at least don't want to pick sides now and be over political because this is a really weird um, time and time to be alive where everything is so divided. So I kind of want to preach the gap with some creativeness, but um, we still should tackle this topic because it's very important and happens all the time. So what happened with that airplane and why did it matter and break the news? <laughs> Why does it matter? Break the news. So, um, yeah, so, so yeah, to kind of just jump into things here, uh, you know, a recent kind of news story that caught my eye um, is a story about, you know, Donald Trump, you know, we, we love him or hate him. I mean, we're going to dive right here. We're going to get right, we're going to get right into, <laughs> Cut into the, the cheese. The nice gritty, the, the, the nice, yeah, the nice controversial topics here and creativity you know you, you know go somewhere else if you need 12 best logo design trends if you need if you need you know how i made a million dollars as a freelancer in one month this this isn't for you i mean we're, we're gonna dive into it we're gonna sludge some mud we're gonna throw it every direction so so just get ready you know you know and, and just know that our views are our own you know we we share we share all religious views political views gender neutrality all of it we are we are we are the we are people of the people okay so all of you out there before you blow up our comments we love you all equally all right so to get into it donald trump he uh, has just released recently just in the last few weeks he released his design for the air force one uh plane uh you know and in true trump fashion he definitely was considering you know what is the brand the trump brand right how do we how do we make this plane look better than it used to look um, so let me see if I can actually share my screen here. Boom. So oh, there we go. It's loading stuff. So as you can, <laughs> it's something's loading. So we'll see if this loads in or not. Yeah, we will see in like but, five um, seconds. Yeah, it's uh, it's looking <laughs> like it's not loading. It's all good though. Hold on one second. I think I know why this is happening. So oh, there we go. Through uh, true podcast fashion. Okay, so there we go. Um, oh, there we go. Oh God, now it's working. Okay, so, so the old United, you know, the old Air Force One, you know, it, it really just looks like what you would think the Air Force One looked like in 1991, right? We have that nice light blue, white, got that nice little golden stripe, but it looks very retro, very very old, dated, not very sexy. Now, but yeah, very dated. Um, and so Trump, of course, was like, well, you know, we're going to make this plane really seem like it's it's part of the 21st century, right? Yeah. And so, so he released his version of the plane um, just recently where we have kind of more of a navy dark blue underside, um, a little bit more regal, has that red stripe instead of that gold stripe. Yeah. And, you know, and I will say, I think it's a step up. I mean, yeah. right? I think it's a, at least a visual step up. So, so in, that, in that way, I think Trump did a great job. I mean, I think he like came in, he was just like, you know, we're going to really try to make this plane look better. However... That created a lot of problems. Um, here's where we get to the, the juiciness of the topic. So, so after going ahead and uh, showing this this paint job, 
Um, what looks great there, actually, on that little model, uh, personally. Yeah, 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 it does, it does, it does. It looks looks pretty good right there, you know. it's He looks pretty uh, nervous about his design. That's about how I look in some of my weird paintings. Uh, <laughs> I have that, that same exact stance. But, but, um, but yeah, so... You know, it's uh, I, overall, yet again, I think it looks good. However, it created a lot of issues with the engineers where they, they said, you know, now that it's dark blue on that bottom side instead of the light blue, um, you know, it's not reflecting enough sunlight now. So now a lot of the instruments will most likely fail. Yeah. Also, usually when these planes are built, they're, the, the paint is one of the last things usually that are put on the plane, which, which makes sense. However, with Trump being part of this project, he wanted to market this throughout the process, so... The painting was one of the first things they did. And so now they have possibly a multi-hundred million dollar problem on their hands where they have this plane that will not function for what it needs to do. Just because of paint. So that gets to the meat of the topic of, you know, um, aesthetic being over the actual function of it can create a lot of problems down the road. And and I know I've been in a lot of meetings, I'm sure you have, Fitzay, where you've had to defend the design before the function but then there's a lot of times you kind of have to take a step back yeah and listen to the engineers listen to the developers listen to the people that are giving you stink about an idea because um now look at it now they have a hundred million dollar problem on their hands even if the design looks good the function is yeah there. um let's talk about that a little bit because like let's say you did something no matter what it was, and you get feedback, and the feedback is not what you want it to be because, like, obviously, you think your design is great, and it may be great, but um, for the client, it's not addressing um, the pain points. Uh, for example, like, let's say you did a video, you didn't display certain aspects or family members in a wedding video, for example, but if you would do, it would break the flow, or whatever it is uh, in design terms um, basically you kind of have to um, communicate with the client and be like hey I made this because this flows better this looks better or it does the job how do you address um, the whole situation there with like how do you communicate your pain points or what you want to get across yeah. with the client what is your approach yeah well yeah and I mean this is an interesting like this is an interesting case study too, right? I mean, who's the client in this case, right? Donald Donald Trump and at the time the U.S. government, right? So this is Boeing who had to go after this like multi-billion dollar contract to make these two new Air Force One planes. And so... There's a lot of money on the so line. interesting. Right. So, so, so you know that they early on probably were telling Trump and his team a lot of the, the issues and a lot of the constraints and things like that. Um, and it, it sounds like it went on deaf ears. And not only that, I think it, it's a good example that even Boeing has to bend over sometimes and, and kind of give in to the client because it's such a big client. It's such competitive a competitive market, it's such a process that they're exactly. So, it, so, it, so it's interesting. So, you know, in this case, yeah, I think early on, you know, I would have definitely started from, from what are the requirements and worked our way back. I definitely am a content first type of designer. I think the design should always kind of wrap itself around the content, not the other way around. Um, and so in this case, you know, I think they probably did say some of these things, but it's just very, it's a very interesting thing that even a big company like Boeing um, can get caught in a situation where the client's dictating what happens 
and leading everyone off the cliff. Yeah. Um, on that note, obviously, you should prepare beforehand. But yeah, some some gigs are basically too good to pass on, and you're basically trying to cut corners, and that will cost you dearly because like they have now the same problem as we small creators or medium, however you want to describe yourself, you know. Um, they have the same problems as we do, and there's probably a couple of things you can look out for so that you can avoid that. Like um, the last time we talked about it, um, five signs for a good client, for example, and we should talk about the whole process, how you can like, um, yeah, filter certain things out and make sure um, smooth sailing is going on. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think um, to kind of just jump into, uh, yeah, I mean, so, so, so when filtering out clients, I mean, it's, it's, it's really about like listening and I think empathy early on. Right. So I think in this case, it, it, I, I, I would, I would guess, I don't know this for a fact, but there wasn't very much listening, I think on the client side early on. Yeah. Now it's, it's very difficult for, for, for you to know that very early on, you know, sometimes people put their best face that first meeting and it's really hard to kind of yeah. know and judge. So you really have to be a detective a little bit. You have to, it's like going on your first date, you know, you kind of are trying to pick up on the red flags and you can't be blinded by by your love and your your kind of passion to make this work. You have to definitely, you know, create those boundaries and don't be afraid to pull the emergency brake. I think that's something that I, I've ran into in multiple projects where I get so ahead of myself wanting something to work, want this relationship to work, that I kind of forget all of the rules of engagement. I kind of forget all the things that I need. And so, so it's kind of that balance from the very beginning. You got to balance the fact that, you know, maybe they aren't the perfect fit and maybe the things that you want are more important than just getting a new client. Yeah. On that note though, talking about this airplane again, because like if you would be Boeing and you would know Trump, you know, branding is very important and you would, I immediately would know uh, bold colors, you know, like you probably have like a color scheme in your head that he wants right now. You know, it's like. There's not too many options and they should have known and they should have kind of be like, mm, can we do this? You know, and if they are like mm -hmm. encouraging that, then yeah, they should also stick to it. But obviously they can't now and have to pedal back. Well, exactly. And I think that's that's the most awkward situation, right? I've, I've had a couple of times where I've gotten situations just like this where I've I've, I've ended up um, being like, OK, all right, we'll do it your way. Roll over and then fast forward and then I'm the one now angry at the client. Now I'm the one that's too far past my limits and to work back is like so much more unforgiving and not fun than, than if you just would have created the problem in the first yeah. place, if you would have just been abrasive at the very beginning. Um, yet again, this is an interesting thing, right? Because we're talking about contracts that have to get approved years before construction gets made you know, Boeing wants to get this multi-billion dollar contract. They want to be known for the, as the, the plane maker that makes the Air Force One. So, so it's a very interesting case study of like where, you know, this is, um, this is definitely a very good job that everyone would want. Like everyone would want that, that project. And so, so it's just very interesting though, because now, yeah, now they're in that awkward spot. There's now, I'm sure lots of awkward hand wringing kind of meetings between the engineers and, and Trump's team and, whoever is doing the budget oversight on this. So it's just, um, so it's just really fun. It's a good example yet again of just start with the function, work your way back from there. And if the client's not listening, 
then don't be afraid to pull the e-brake. Don't be afraid to stop the whole process if you have yeah. to. Yeah, on that note though, because like I like really the idea like the design is more important than the function. What do you think about that though? You know, because like obviously you could argue it's just a color, it's running a little bit hard because it's, um, um, or no, not hard, or it's not functioning that well, but it's still flying, you know what I mean? Clearly there's some downsides to it, but you made your statement, you know? What would be good for him, you know, uh, but it would be bad mm -hmm. for the future president who's flying in that thing in an emergency situation. <laughs> Well, yeah, <laughs> that's what's kind of interesting about this, right, is we're, we're talking about um, an ego in a way, right? I mean, so Trump's like, I want to be known as the guy that's made this beautiful plane. However, he may never ride in the plane. Yeah. So it's a very interesting thing where his his aesthetics endanger future presidents type of thing. And yet again, I'm not being political. I, I don't know if, if you love Trump, you yeah. hate him, that's fine. But it, it's an it's an interesting. It's easier to spot in the sky. That, that's basically in a nutshell, you know. So it's not it's an unbiased opinion, you know. It's like you can you can uh, can see it easier because it's like too dark versus the baby blue, just like yeah. Yeah, that's a good point too. Exactly. So baby blue, there's lots of reasons for it. It reflects light. It's it it kind of hides itself in the sky more. Where now this this plane will stick out. So, um. So yeah, all, even on a safety level, it's now less safe. It barely, it may not function correctly. Uh, you know, so it's, it's, it just, yeah. So it's funny because I've been here before where you get stuck now. now. Now that you've gotten this far, it's like, dang, you really have to just go back now and, and spend all this money to undo all the mistakes. And so, so yeah, so it's, it's, it's good to see this on a high level. I think a lot of young creatives, they run into this and they feel like, it's unique to them just being young creatives and not knowing what they're doing. But, you know, I think this is a good example that this can happen to a big agency. This can happen to you years and years into the game. I know it's still, it's as recently as happened to me a couple times. Yeah, there. we should make it like a quick so, example. Um, like for example, I personally think like, let's talk web design. Um, you want them really high res videos playing in the background, you know, that's, that's now it loads forever. You know, the function is not anymore there. You will lose people because they don't want to wait till your website fully loads and stuff like that. It's it's crazy. <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, web design is a great example because it's um it really is very 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 dependent on the thing working and working well. Um, so aesthetics are while important um, can be yeah like you just you just showed a good example. It's, it could be detrimental to the whole website. You know, I think video too. I mean, you know, a good example of video is you know you using a lot of like flashy transitions and all these different types of animations and graphics when you're the videos for older senior citizens or yeah. something where they're like they don't you're, like you're it. confusing the, the audience so, so this video doesn't work you know and so so yeah there's a lot of that right because I, th I think i see a lot of creatives especially young creatives now you know they go out you know they get a new project right i i gotta design a logo what's the first thing they do google logo trends google what's a cool logo and and that's not that's not gonna you know I just like in this case maybe Trump Googled what's a cool plane look like, and it's just it's not gonna it's not gonna solve the problems right it's not gonna it's it, and it actually create big problems because now you're not thinking about like what what this logo needs to do you're just thinking about what's a cool logo look like yeah and if you come from at that angle it seems easy at the beginning it's the mirage of easy but give it a month or two down the road and you're you may be kicking yourself in the butt about oh my god i really this logo doesn't do anything it needs to do this website doesn't load and this video 
is scaring away the people it's supposed to attract. Yeah, but right now I want to be devil's advocate because like um, talking about logos and design and all those things and clearly there is a a way that is like, yes, I want to have those bold colors and they need to be they need to be there, you know? There's like um, performance um, airplanes or, or like, how do you call that? Those air shows where they fly the jets and do really cool stuff, uh, you know? Being like a little bit extra yeah. uh, extravagant. And sometimes you get away with that stuff and there's a time and place for bold statements, bold designs. And there's also mm -hmm. time for like quick and easy. And that brings me now to Fiverr. <laughs> because like not everything has to be um, five years in the planning and sometimes is better to be quick done and move on and get stuff um, running, you know? So how do you deal with that? Because we are very different people in that aspect where I'm like, okay, I hired somebody on Fiverr. Sean is like, how dare you? <laughs> give me give me the scoop how you deal with that and what is your point of view of that? To switch okay. topics. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no um you know i think uh you know and, and just to be clear like i am not against the idea of subcontractors i use subcontractors on my jobs i um i use assets sometimes that i so i'm so when i was younger i feel like i was one of those designers that was like everything i do i need to create by hand everything needs to be manually made by me um and sometimes i will be honest sometimes i'm still that way but um so, so I just want to be clear. I am, I, I, I'm not against subcontractors. There's a spectrum against other people, but, but big, but, um, you know, I think a lot of creatives, including myself are, are, are not huge fans of Fiverr because it's, it's a race to the bottom type of thing. And while it, it it's probably the best thing for your layman, uh, mom and pop business owner, maybe some kids starting a Twitch channel. Maybe it's good for these people that don't have these huge, humongous budgets. Um, my idea of Fiverr, though, is it's um, very rapidly devaluing a lot of the creative fields very quickly. And it's teaching a vocabulary to people that people like you and me now have to deal with, right? I can't tell you how many meetings now we're talking about, well, why don't we just use a template? And why don't we just use this thing that's already been made and and that's yet again not not against you know using things that have already been made and, and things of that nature but if we start to devalue things literally the, the name of the company is fiverr five dollars now granted i know that not all the things are five dollars but they're pretty cheap yeah. right you know if you do a web design search on there you uh, most of the options are a hundred dollars or less right and and you know that there's no plausible way to give you a custom, amazing product with $100. They can maybe fool you. They can maybe be like, hey, look at this thing that looks custom. Oh, I, I have. But he, he, I, like I said, I'm, I'm the completely opposite. I'm like, sometimes I should plan more and, you know, put more time in. The logo I made for this podcast, perfect example. I was like, I promise, Sean, I got to... Get the pictures, put them together. I have a vision and I just like, bam, bam, bam. And I'm like, you know, it's it's kind of done. It's not perfect. There's obviously a lot of things that I would like to change, you know. But I'm like, for an hour or 30 something minutes, you know, this is the best I get for that. And does it make sense now to, you know, make it a two week project, you know. 
right now. Well, you, you, you see, should have should I have gotten it quick and easy, or should I put like a lot of time into it? You know, so there's like, I'm the fast guy. You're the. This has to be well thought through. You know, and this podcast is well, like. Sorry for still interrupting. <laughs> this podcast. You just got me. Passionate. Yeah, no. This podcast <laughs> is basically putting you in the the fast lane. And putting me a little bit on the slow lane because now we have to work together and we are like kind of opposites that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I mean to kind of relate this to what we were just talking about, right? Like, yeah, could I could I come up with a plain paint scheme in about ten minutes? Sure. Would you though? Yeah. Would you? Would that, would, that, would that cause problems in two weeks where that plane now has cost us millions of dollars because of that thirty minute quick and done paint yeah. scheme? Yeah. Could a could a logo that we spent thirty minutes on seem cool and awesome and 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 really you know good use of your time at the beginning? Sure, but in a month or two, when it's just like nah, it looks like garbage, yeah. like, then it's like dang it, we have to go back and we have to spend that time anyway. Yeah. So um, not say that your logo looked like garbage. Your your logo looked pretty good. So I'm it's not more about the idea, time, like, but yeah. You now, know, now I want to know, know though, you know. what you want to improve on because, like, the concept of the logo was like um, get a circle, and the circle is another circle. It shows the infinitive universe, and in the middle is just us looking like dope. <laughs> yeah, well, and you know, and uh, and for all of you at home, you know, this is this is a good example of uh, the video guy in this project coming up with a logo and showing it to the the brand designer on uh, you know in the project. So so of course I'm going to go in and be like, hmm, hmm I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> so you know, it's kind of set up that way, right? If I if I came up with like, oh yeah, I came up with a promo for our podcast and showed it to Fitzay, I'm sure he wouldn't just be like, oh yeah, that's perfect. I, I know. Go with that. No, I'm sure he would have some feedback. Be like, yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, you know, to kind of bring it back to Fiverr, though, and, you know, I, I, I'm not against um, easy and I'm not against quick. I, I, I'm constantly kind of telling people that, that, like, um, you know, easy is easy. So it's not like I'm against easy. I would love to just be like, I'm, I'm done. We, we here's a logo, 30 seconds, boom, pay me now. Um, but it just takes time. It just takes time to do really good stuff. And that, not, not, that it, not that you have to create that time. Not like I, I, I have a rule that it has to take two weeks to design a logo. But... You know, I, I think this is where we, we defer, where, like, I think I'm more, I'm more into the kind of creative soul of things and, and creating this very, like, this new thing that doesn't exist, where I think you're, you're much better at understanding, like, what's the value, here, yeah. right? Like, what, what, what's the actual, like, financial value, right? So, yeah, so if you spend two weeks on a logo for a failing business, what's the, what's the value? Yeah, it wouldn't right? make so sense. Putting that time, yeah, so, so you're not wrong, you know, I think... That's where I think it's funny to see the crossroads of business and and, and creative people, um, you know, and it and it it can get kind of disgusting sometimes. You see business people try to be creative, aka I'm going to use Fiverr and then claim that I'm a web designer, but I'm actually subcontracting to some some guy that's charging me ten dollars an hour. That's a business guy going into the creative world, and then on the other end, you know, and I think sometimes I've even admittedly been this guy where. You have the creative go in the business world and they create all this cost and they create these roadblocks and complexity that doesn't seem to need to be there. Um, and so I think, yeah, so I think you're, we're both right on this, right? Don't spend forever on a logo when you need to be focusing on the thing the logo's for. But also, if you don't spend the time now, you're going to have to eventually. Yeah. 
So it's either either do the work now or in a few months you're going to be like new logo. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, but but on that note, yeah. So that that is like the big difference I think between us and like you said, there's a place and time for everything, and I I really. Uh, like this and yeah i'm kind of curious though what time limit you put on yourself and how fast you're gonna get that out because like when we post this episode we need a logo and we we don't have a deadline and i'm just like if it's not done done is see how 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 do you deal with this now (laughs) what what do you think well i mean i mean we could uh we could set a, a deadline i mean i think um you know, I think uh, it's uh, it's it's you know, I, I, I it's something that has to get done. It's definitely <laughs> something. Um, you know, but but with it being said, you know, I think it's not like as a designer. I think this is a whole other thing for another episode. Um, I come from a place of empathy, yeah. right? So so what you what you created, it's not going to just be thrown into the dustbin, right? I think you've taken some first steps, and so so my thinking is, how do I now improve this, yeah. right? How do I take what you did and improve it? So. So yeah, even with that, it's not like I'm going to be like, he made this, thrown it in the fire, <laughs> completely new thing. Like, I think a lot of um, novice creatives do that. They, it's easier to just come in and destroy what the other guy did and make your own yeah. thing. But it's actually harder to come from a place of empathy and be like, how do I improve Fitzay's design? Also, you kind of have to be self-aware. You know, if you have kids, your kids are the best kids, the prettiest kids. They are like special. But if you're just a different parent, you maybe judge this kid a little bit different. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like your own artwork is yeah. always the best in your head. And you have to be aware of that. So mm-hmm. I obviously know and Sean is a web designer, but I also like, well, I just put that out there. Let's see how he reacts, you know, because like I want to get my shits and giggles out of him. And I like pushing him into like, let's do something fast so we get things done. And I know he does not like it, but I'm, I'm fine with like showing a little bit of a, lower quality for um, the, the faster speed. But I I also admire your passion and I need to step a little bit back and be a little bit slower. So, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's, it's a good balance of both, right? I think if you have both, you have the guy that's pushing it forward and the guy that's also digging his heels in a little bit. I, I, I think that's a, that's a good thing. I think that's, um, that's not a bad thing at all. And I think, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, this logo is going to be fun, just a fun little example of that happening. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so now, so no worries. We'll get a logo in the next, you know, year. <laughs> well, if the budget is there, we need like another 20 grand, I think. Exactly. I may need to add on to the contract, you know, increase the scope of work. We'll have to do some, you know, studies. And yeah. things. <laughs> on that note, though, we're talking about money. This podcast is our first episode. So if you want to become a sponsor and you do something in the creative field and you want to just like hang out, please share, follow, subscribe, or just throw us some money and we mention you and promote your business or whatever you do. But yeah, this is um, our first podcast. So we're looking for sponsors and advertising as well. Ooh, or or like even even better if you have a design for this podcast let's review it on the next or let's say five episodes if you're like um into this type of stuff and you just want to give it a shot and we just want to critique some designs because like this is the infinitive creative podcast um i want to see some creative stuff <laughs> the infinite creative podcast we got to be on brand now and the infinite yeah so actually i with the design i made i broke some rules just because uh, 
just because. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but but hey, I wanted to do also the comic sense as a font, and I'm like, I can't do this. Sean will kill me. I'll kill myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. So to kind of you know uh, to reiterate what Fitz just said too is um, you know they. Um, if you want to send anything in, infinitecreativepodcast at gmail.com. Um, send us anything to that email. If you if you want us to review, if you have anything you want us to look at. We're early on, so we'll probably review just about anything that gets sent to us. Um, it could be a review. It could be a critique. Um, or you could even critique us and get a, our blood boiling and, and stuff. That That's fun, too. <laughs> um, so, you know, so with that being said, yeah, infinitecreativepodcast at gmail.com uh and then um but yeah so i think uh no comic sans we're not going to do that <laughs> but it's the most creative <laughs> no papyrus no um we're not going to use like aerial bold or something no italic times new roman we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do something nice, Some nice you know, we're gonna okay. You know, maybe just a Google font, but well, it'll be a nice Google font. Yeah. You know, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. On that note, I want to go kind of backwards again. You know, we're jumping lanes because the ADHD is a little bit strong with me. And I really admire your like. Uh, me too. <laughs> thinking in the box, you know, and you're very systematic. And I think like there's a time and place for everything. But I want to jump back to clients and the red flags because I really like that section that we had in the, uh, the last podcast where we ben uh, basically had a little list with like five things to spot a bad client because I think this would provide a lot of value for our freelance colleagues and just like anybody out there. Want to do the back and forth? Yeah, start? let's do the back and forth. I mentioned a point and you mentioned a point. Um, all right. Oh, now now I said something. I should have thought about something. <laughs> no, um, first red flag I personally think is like um, when they ask you what's your budget. Really? So when the client asks me what's my budget as a... Oh, no, 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 no. I mean like when, when they come in with a low budget. Sorry. Oh, I... oh okay. Sorry. <laughs> I was about to say, I, I'm a fan of that actually. Um... Yeah, so so I guess you know, incoming with a low budget's not a, a big deal as long as you communicate it right. Um, I think it's the people that come in and say, "Oh yeah, the world's our oyster. Let's change the world." Whoa, 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 whoa! I only paid five dollars for Fiverr. You want a two thousand dollars now for a logo? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Or infinitive um, revisions, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or. Um, yeah. So I. So yeah. So not having a budget, I would say, coming in without a budget, is a, a little bit of a red flag. Not not completely, because sometimes I think there's some you figuring that out with them. They don't necessarily know the value of a video or the value of a logo. Um, but yeah, if they're not, if they're already kind of double speaking, not telling you things yet again, there's there's a big red flag. Um, I guess a new a second red flag for me would be. Bad talking the last creative they work oh. with. Um, I think so it's very telling if the first meetings you have with someone, they're telling you about that terrible videographer, that terrible web designer, and it's just all negative, especially if they had worked with that person for a while. Yeah. And now there's no compliments. It's all bad. Um, because guess what? That could be you someday. And, you know, it's just very telling, I think, of people's personality when... They're that freely bad talking someone. 
Um, so that's another red flag, I would say. Yeah. On that note, communication is kind of uh, one for me. If there's no communication or they're being late, like, you know, it's it's a very bad sign. If you cannot communicate, it's a, yeah, that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, even just being late, late to meetings and things like that, it's, you know, it's it's forgivable, but it's but it's something to, to, to kind of think about as you go forward that like, oh, well, they were... They were late for the first meeting. So it's not that important. For the second meeting. For them, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Clearly in their mind, this isn't that important. And so, yeah, so you're exactly right. Being on time, communicating, big deal. Um, what's another one? Let's see. Another red flag, I would say, is the anxiety level, right? Um, when they when they walk into the room, when they talk about the mission, when whenever, you know, is it always chaos? Are they saying like how they've missed this deadline? Oh, they got this. Oh, they're double booked here, this and that. How good are they at managing their time? You know, I would judge that. Are they relaxed? Are they taking notes? Do they seem organized? Yeah. Because, um, yeah, if they're coming in hot, they don't have enough time to even do this project and they're, they answer the phone eight times in the meeting and this and that and this and that. Get ready. Get on the ride because that ain't changing once you get on board. That's now your life. Yeah. Now you get that anxiety. And so there's been a couple clients recently that would have been good money-wise, but I said no, because they came in so hot and heavy. I was like, I don't want to have to get a therapist after this. I don't want to have to, <laughs> you know, I don't need to have a stiff drink every night after doing work for this person. Yeah. Like I need to be able to calm down. And this person's anxiety is so, so yeah, read the room when they come in and they're saying all these things and there's no time to do anything maybe don't be part of that project. There's clearly not enough time for you to be in the project. Yeah. So. On that note, um, it's like um, a red flag is also if it's not really um, matching with the portfolio. Like you can read it, for example, let's do the Trump thing. It's a strong, bold statement. And if you're a designer who does not like strong, bold colors, for example, you kind of have to read the room and be like, do I fit in here or do I don't fit in here? You know, that's where I'm like, Sometimes you cannot you cannot work with an artist or a creative or whatever if you do not like their style. So, but you obviously hear from everybody like he's doing amazing work, but that amazing work might not really fit you because like there's a different. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's what's well, a little of both. I think uh, creatives are some of the hardest clients to have. I think um, for that reason, um, you know, I I've always pr prided myself in, in kind of being able to to kind of morph for the client, right? Um, and kind of, in, and to morph my style to their style, because it's really not about us at the end of the day. It's about, it's about the, not even about them too. So it's half of that, right? You can't, you're kind of telling them, I like these certain, these fonts and colors, and you like these certain fonts and colors. But your customer. <laughs> but it doesn't matter what we like. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what either of us like. Who's your, who, who's, what is the guy that's going to give you money? Yeah. Like? What's, what is that guy like? It doesn't matter. So, so it's like, you but know, on that note, though, it really matters too because you need to still close that client, and we all are not perfect, you know. And our subconscious tendencies weigh in, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think um, you know, so it's it is it's it's. I think what you're getting at is is even past style and aesthetic, though. It's it's almost like. You know, yet again, if, 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 if you're feeling pushback already, if we're already not really linking up, I like blue, you like red, you like big font, I like small font, I want a quick video, you want a slow video. If we're just like not linking up, 
just be honest in the beginning, you know, just be like, you know what? I don't, I don't think this is a good match. I, I can't tell you how many creatives I, I, I talk to who are just like, you know, I'm this client. He's a nightmare. I can't believe I got myself into this. And, and everything I say is wrong and everything he says is wrong. And it's like, okay, well, the, you should have seen the signs. Like clearly this isn't brand new overnight. You guys agreed yesterday on everything. And today you don't agree on anything. So, so really what it was is you were desperate to say yes. And you didn't see the fact that it wasn't a good fit. And so, so I think that's kind of what you're getting at is like, don't get yourself in a thing where it's always back and forth. It's always me against you. It's like, no, there has to be some coming together. There has to be. Um, Now I think, how many points do we got? I think we, we that was number five, was it, or was it number four? Yeah, we kind of did like eight. <laughs> we did <Yeah>. like eight. <laughs> yeah. On that note, though, that really describes us because we're like a little bit different. But the common ground that we have is like we gotta make a dent into this freelance world and put out some creative stuff. But there's like that aspect of being creative and being a businessman. And the more structured and businessman you are, the more money you make, but the more you need the creative. And it's like, it's a weird balance, you know, like, I feel like you're like so organized and like your business stuff is on point. Like, like I said, you're doing like freelance work since like how many years? 12. You, you, you went the, the old school route with like going to school, getting that um, debt and yeah, boy, oh boy. Getting that debt. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. you know, and here's me just jumping into like a new hobby and moving to a new country and like, oh, I think I've film a bunch of stuff. And then that evolves into a weird thing, you know? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. For all you at home, you can probably tell that Fitze is from the great country of Germany um, based off of his, um, <laughs> <laughs> his dialect. Um, but yeah, so I, it, yeah, we have these two different worlds, right? And I think your your story is becoming more and more common, I feel like. Um, the person that is kind of self-made is just decided one day, I want to start doing video, and you just went after it. Um, I, I run into... <laughs> I, think, I think I'm almost a dying breed, I feel like. I, it's rare, I, I definitely. I feel like there's less... Definitely very rare. And um, there's a little bit of... I, I'm a little proud of that, but um, also a little not proud of that, but... Yeah, you know, um, yeah, and I've been freelancing since the beginning of 2019. Um, before then, I was in I was in agencies and firms. Um, I did I did that route. I think that's where my organization came from. It was just kind of it was forced upon me being in those kind of places. But um, it's a good thing. Yeah, it's, I personally I always admired that. So yeah. yeah. Oh, thank you. Well, I think because I think yet again it's 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 having both right. It's it's having kind of the organization, but then also like the bootstrap mentality, which I think is what you have. You're just like the, I don't know, but I'll figure it out. And that, that's really cool. I think even, you know, as an experienced creative, I, I run into creating obstacles for myself all the time rather than just like, let's figure it out. Like, like you were saying earlier, if it's not perfect, that's fine. Let's just get it done. And so, yeah, you kind of almost need a little bit of both, but, but yeah, I definitely feel like I'm, I'm becoming more of a rare bird. There's a lot less, um, of those people that went through college and, and interned and, and, and worked their way into some agency. And I feel like there's a lot more people that, you know, they're watching their YouTubes and they're, and they're going out to networking things and they're, and they're calling everybody in their contact list to, to figure out some work. And, and I think, I don't think either approach is the right way. I think both could work, but, um, but it is interesting. It's interesting because there is two different worlds right yeah. now. 
of creatives. I mean, on that note, like there, there are different worlds and everything, like you said, will work out depending on how much work you put into it. And a good business or a good creative has like some good fundamentals and you can build on that and you will see how good your fundamentals are, how tall you grow. Um, if the fundamentals are not really good, you will sooner or later fall or tip and break, you know. But this podcast is about like learning something. So I think like you can hear there's like structure is like a really important thing. Um, you have any tips for like being organized? Because like you mentioned, like you had that early in your career about like organization and they hammered that into you. And I personally think it helped you a lot and it kind of rubbed off a little bit on me, but not enough <laughs> so we need some more content right there so what what are your organizational tips for beginners <laughs> um yeah yeah so i mean i think um there's a lot i yeah. mean really i mean that's it, it, its own topic uh i then know, let's put that on another video how about that <laughs> yeah so this this may be something that will pop up over again and again and again but um you know i think just i guess my first piece of advice in that world is 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 don't be afraid of being organized i think when i was a young creative you know i was a, I, i painted i was in a i was in a garage band you know i i was i remember making skateboard decks as a kid Damn, and like, and I like that. custom paint jobs on them you know and and i love the mess of it and i think a lot of creatives love the mess of it in a weird way like it's it's attractive the kind of like getting stuff on your hands yeah and getting being things. rough being unrelatable and, being your own thing Exactly. There's a romantic side oh, exactly. of it. You don't, yeah, yeah, exactly. Not having the structure constrict you. And so I know when I was a young creative, like just getting into art school, I, I was unattracted to calendars, to-do lists, Gantt charts, all of these blah, taking notes and organizing all these notes and invoices and support tickets and uh, doing something and on I the schedule, you know, but it makes things easy. Yeah. It makes it easy. But I, yeah, for me, like I had to get organized because I, I love creativity so much that I don't think I've had an empty creative plate my whole life. Yeah. I think I've always had 15 different things going on. So if I didn't get organized, I was going to drown. Um, and I see it all the time with creatives where they have a million projects that they started the first step and never went anywhere. Yeah. And that's where the organization has to happen. If it doesn't, Like, it, you know, I, there was just like a moment for me where I, I, I realized if I don't get organized, I can't be creative. And so, like, I may not like to be organized. I may not like to do these these like unfun things. I may not want to spend an hour every day being organized. Yeah. But if I don't spend that hour, I can't spend the 10 hours being creative. So here's to that. So, yeah, so it's definitely important. It's definitely something that I... I'm proud of and I and I just I really think it's just a testament of being around other people that are even more organized than me. I mean, I I've worked with people that, you know, their email box on on their app, on their Apple is just completely empty all the time. They delete all their messages and organize all the emails as they come in, you know. I've I've had the people that have literal like <laughs> files for every client. I've I've had people that have made me seem like I'm loosey goosey and I'm I'm crazy. So it's like being around those people and seeing like the level of their intense organization. Now, granted, they may go too far, yeah. but, um, but yeah, just like being around those types of people, it really, you start to see like, wow, that's, that's like a different type of intelligence being organized. Yeah. On that note though, I feel like every creative or businessman needs a good sledgehammer. 
because sometimes we put our rules and obstacles in the way and you have to be ready um, to basically take your sledgehammer mentally and destroy that rule because like if it holds you back or hurts you you know like like the there's like that thing where you oh i should post daily you know some people don't post at all then because they can't post daily and you know there's a bunch of rules that we mm -hmm. make up that will hurt us you know and i am like after i realize i developed a tick let's say you know um i'm like okay no matter what it costs i will destroy this tick you know break this tick because like it will hurt you yeah. long term you know some things are bad and some things are good and yeah yeah and i think that should be baked into the process uh you know i uh, i i throw a lot of things in the fire quite quite frequently you know like for example at the beginning of this last year i was mostly most of my to-do list type of stuff was in my calendar and so i was putting everything in my calendar and so some some days would look kind of like a nightmare because they would just be like, you know, stack, 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 you know, 10 minutes for this, 15 minutes for this, 30 minutes for that, take a quick break, 20 minutes for this, one hour for that. And it was okay. But then I just started seeing like, just the, like, so this is where like, it's interesting because like that worked as an organizational thing because we're talking about time and we're talking about things that need to get done. So it, it was cool to visualize time. So I could be like, I could do a million things today, but then once I put it on the calendar, I'd be like, there's yeah, no way. I you have to move stuff, you have to push stuff. So to be like that honest, and I would do that at the beginning of every day. But but what I would see though, is when I would open up the calendar, is I would just get stressed because it's just every day. And so like, and when, you, when I would complete tasks in the calendar, there was no crossing it out. It still was there. So there was not even any feedback there of like actually finishing anything. And it always felt like I was constantly behind. What so, is not good so mentally I I, too. I, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. And um, and so so I switched to like more of a, a, a to do list kind of app, where I was like, you know, I was putting all of the things just in this kind of to do list, so I could at least press the little button next to it, and I'd go ding and go away when I would get something done. <laughs> However, when I would do that, things would get hidden, I would have these huge lists and things would get Push around stuck to and... the bottom or yeah, and so I was like missing things. And, and so then so so what am I doing now? I, I, I have gone back to square one now. I literally get a piece of printer paper. <laughs> list. Exactly. And make the list just ride in. And it's funny because I've been in a couple of meetings recently and people are like, what the heck are you literally just writing out a to-do list? And I'm like, yeah, because... Feels nice, doesn't it? Like... Well, yeah. Yeah, and you create... It's weird because you, we use some of these devices to free us up, but then sometimes they do. They create complexity. It's like we're actually creating more problems with the things that we're trying to use to organize. Yeah, I run into that a lot because, like, like I said, ADHD is strong with me, um, as you know, but... I cannot identify with like certain apps, you know, like how the way they present it. And then I like it for like two weeks and then I don't stick to it. Right. And then I'm like, okay, what I'm always coming back to is like a piece of paper. And the best thing is this thing has no ads, you know, like you go onto your iPad, <laughs> iPhone. Oh, well, this person messaged me. Oh, this is something to watch. Oh, I'm opening the browser to go to an organizing right. app. and. But I usually type in YouTube and I watch like for five hours something, you know, like old school is sometimes good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's yeah, it's really funny. We live in a really funny <laughs> time, right? Where we're like we're we're trying to have technology do everything. That makes it so us. much easier, yeah, but it doesn't. Yeah, everything's great. Like someday I'll just be sitting in the captain's chair with eight different keyboards and, and it'll be all doing it for me. And 
and I think, yeah, it's, it doesn't work that way. Right. And I think it's, um, so yeah, so, so, you know, I think to, to kind of bring it all back, I think the best thing in organizing is just question yourself, set one event once a month, set one hour once a month <laughs> to audit your entire process. I like that. Just be like, how does something work? I get a, I get a client job today. How would that work? How would I handle that? And like, write it down. What are the different pieces and be like, could this be templatized? Could this be something that's easier? Is there, is there, should this be done quicker? Should this be done slower? And, and just question, yeah. it. question your own process. I mean, I've changed processes nonstop and I, and I plan to do it for the rest of my career. I think the second you get stuck in a process, you, you, you lose sight of the, the ways to improve the process. Yeah. And so yeah, so keep improving. But yeah, it's funny though, cause it's funny cause improve it, but don't be afraid to go back to the pencil and paper, yeah. right? Don't be afraid to like go back to where you were if it's not working. Yeah, talking a little bit motivational shenanigans now, because like sometimes you're just stuck in like the procrastination. You're not going forward or back, or you're probably going backwards. You're not feeling great. Um, sometimes you need those times where nothing is going on to reflect and come up with creative ideas. You know, if you have that space in your calendar, that can be good because like that maybe shows you something is not working. And in the back of your mind, you're working on new solutions, new problems, and everybody's like, oh, no, I have to be running and gunning. And you basically run to the bottom because it's not going forward. You know what I mean? And sometimes a little bit free time is a good thing, even though you cannot really afford it, you know? Yeah, it's very interesting, right? I, 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 always, I always comment when I, like in the freelance world, all news is good and bad news <laughs> in a really weird True. way. True. I lost a client. That's bad. I, that's bad news. However, now I have all this. Yeah. Time. What do you, what I got to do with that? Big, <laughs> exactly. I just got a big client. I'm going to get all this money. However, now I have no time. Yeah. And so, so I, I know that I've had to work on even that aspect of like your day's empty. That's okay. Like, you know, maybe now is the good time to look at your process. Maybe now's a good time to clear off your crazily loaded computer like mine. And, you know, maybe now is a good time to just clean the office even. Maybe now is a good time to even look at your outfits and be like, you know what? I, I kind of dress like a homeless guy to these meetings. Maybe I need to get some better yeah, clothes. Well, iron you some know, so stuff here. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck's iron? <laughs> you know, so I think, so yeah, so it's like I've had to teach myself <laughs> that. I know I even recently, you know, I've, you know, we'll maybe get into this in some other episodes, but, you know, just, you know, with COVID and things like that, you know, seeing my revenue just drop out of the sky, just free fall. I know, mean, we're now in the next rabbit hole, you know, the economy is collapsing, you know, there's a lot of stress to deal with. I'm like, the economy's collapsing. <laughs> I never hear about that. Yeah. <laughs> this will be great historic footage. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, so I, it, exactly. So it's like, how do you stay calm in that, right? Like, how do you stay calm if all your clients freeze their budgets, right? Um, I think a lot of people, like you were saying earlier, would spin their wheels like, I got to work super hard now. Everything's intense. I need to put in 14-hour days. Where it's like, maybe not. Breathe. Yeah. Let things settle. Come up with a plan. It's, it's, like, it's like we're in this battle, yeah. right? It's like we, we went to battle. You lost most of your troops. Bring them back. Come up with a new plan. Don't just keep sending them out there in a gunfire. Bring everyone back. Let's figure out a new strategy. And I think a lot of people get trapped in this kind of, they just get so desperate that they just start making bad decisions and they create this own cycle where now they're trapped in a weird way where it's like, you know, the best thing you can do is to just try to lose fear. Just be like, it's okay. Yeah. 
There's millions of opportunities. Even if the economy does collapse, there's still millions of opportunities. There's still millions of people that need videos, logos, whatever. Like, so you just have to relax and kind of zoom back out. I mean, I've, I've, and I've had to do that. And I, and I would be lying if I said that was easy. I mean, I'd, I'd be lying if I didn't say there was <laughs> those nights where I'm staring at the ceiling in bed. Like, yeah. How the heck am I going to get through the next month? And, and I think, um, you know, the thing that's gotten me through that is just zooming out. Right. You know, so let's go back to Sean when he's making skateboard decks and painting pictures. You're still doing that. You're still able to create stuff. Yeah. So as long as you still can do that, it's all good. Yeah, for me, like... The economy can collapse. Yeah, so yeah on that note, like, um, I just realized this morning that kind of happened to me, um, like, exactly that thing. I'm just like, yeah, video work is slowing down, you know. Some of my friends are, like, DMing me, same problem. And everybody's kind of doing the same thing. Like, let's experiment with new things, you know. And I'm just like, I kind of started experimenting with those lens holders that I showed you the last episode for my cameras, you know, and I get now more orders in, like I had yesterday, I made a new listing, I made a new project, and I'm just like, oh, it's already selling. And I'm like, what? I just woke up for some sales. And I'm like, oh, you great. know, like on, on the weird note though, clients didn't really hit me up, you know, everything slowed a little bit down and I see that trend going on and I should be worried. Nah, I'm just like, maybe, maybe I should shift, you know, I'm like, you yeah. don't have to fight everything. And that's what, what I was like realizing this morning. And it's funny that you mentioned it. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes you just step back and just do other things. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's where someone like you actually thrives, right? I think I like chaos. You have that bootstrap. I like it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think you're, a, you thrive in the chaos really well. And, and I got to say, that's like, like I said earlier, like, you know, you have kind of these two types of creatives. You have these, old school curmudgeon like, you know, college guy went into the professional world like me. And then you have these kind of bootstrap mentality type of people. And what's interesting is the bootstrap people like you tend to do better with the chaos. It's really funny. Like I, I see people like me actually fall apart with the chaos. You know, there's plenty of people I graduated with that probably make six figures yeah. now, but if they lost their job, they would be losing. Yeah. They'd be freaking out because they're like, what do I do? I'm in the wild. Now. Yeah, I would quit no, just waiting. because like I keep a job a job too long. Like this is a funny story. In Germany, I have a friend and he basically became a mechanic for cars, you know, and the company hired him to be, um, how do you call that? When you are learning a job for three and a half years, you know, then you take a test and you become the full fledged thing. Um, like apprentice. Yeah, yeah. So he went through that, failed and they put him on another year and then he finished that, so he got a lower grade job of that type of thing. And he was a slave to this company and still is. He never quit the job and they kept him. The first thing I did when I was an intern in like um, as an electrician and I went for my, how do you call it, apprenticeship, you know, went through that. I, I finished it. I I finished it, but I'm like, okay, I, the first thing I'm going to do is move away. <laughs> you know, like switch jobs for one year from a big company to a small company, just to know how it is, you know. And that kind of yeah. kept me like, that's my mentally sledgehammer. If I feel like I'm getting too addicted to something or I'm doing something too often or I like something too much, mm -hmm. just destroy it. It's better. <laughs> Just destroy it. That's the German way. <laughs> <laughs> Economy is running up. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, you know, it's it's really interesting. I, I even now, and I, and like I said, I'd be lying if I said I don't struggle with it now. I mean, I, 
I, I, I, I, one thing I'm trying to get over as a creative, like here's a real creative moment is, it's just being okay with things not working out. I think I, I, I personally, I know I get stuck in this place where I feel like if something doesn't work out, then it, it can be a failure. And I, and I get stuck in that. It's like a, it's a warped perception of like, you know, I think a lot of people in companies believe that too, where they're like, like, let's say you've been working at a, at a firm for three years or something, four years. And now, now you and your boss are butting heads all the time. And now he won't give you that time off. And you're, you're, you're digging yourself deeper and deeper and deeper where now you're the black sheep and now people don't really want to talk to you. And maybe the team is not really inviting you out to lunch. And let's just say it's getting, it's now just getting worse and worse and worse. I can't tell you how many people, including myself in the past at some jobs, try to stick it out way too long. Yeah. Like I'm depressed. I'm not fulfilled, but I need this to work. Cause if I leave, it's a failure. Damn it. And and that's such a bad thing to do. And I think what you said, I think, gets to that, too, of, like, if you hadn't left there, if you hadn't been like, you know what, this isn't bad, but it's not great, yeah. and you didn't have the courage to leave to go find great, yeah, you'd maybe still be there, depressed, and just not happy. So, so there's a the thing or a theory that I have in my head. It's called, like, failing upwards, you know? Everything has a lifespan. Like, let's say you have a company. Mm -hmm. That company maybe is not succeeding right now. It gets the peak, you know, and then that peak, then it dies off because it comes too rigid, whatever. And that, that is a time span, a timer. And like everything has a different timer. And I think like you should like do something and then jump ship because everything is going to fail. You know, like the, it sounds like weird, but back in the day, like everybody was like with the, what was that thing where it's like, was it the internet? It was not the internet, you know, nobody believed in the internet. And then everybody's like retail, you know, like you got to jump ship at some time and you jump to the next thing. And from the next thing, you jump to the next thing. And you always try to fail upwards versus like sticking with something. And then, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, a moment of silence for blockbusters, <laughs> right? Um, you know, so it's like that. And, and, I, and I, I find myself telling friends all the time, you know, I'm, I'm, right now I'm teaching kind of one of my friends to become a web developer. I'm teaching him code. And I guess the other day, one of the guys he works with was like, what are you doing, man? Why, why are you spending time learning code? You're doing fine. You got enough money. Everything's working no, out. Always reinvent. And, and like what I told my friend is like, it doesn't have to be bad for you to get better. And that's what a lot of people kind of lose sight of. They, they feel like they have to wait for something to break before they fix it. And it's like, you don't have to. I mean, it could, you could be loving your job right now. Why don't you keep improving, yeah. right? Like, who says you can't pick up a new skill? Who says you can't do new things? So it's like, if you can get into this this kind of rhythm of, like, change, you know, like, when I was in art school, and you said, hey, Sean, you're going to be a web designer, I'd be like, oh, <laughs> a web designer? Yuck. I would yeah. be, like, grossed out by it. I'd be, like, physically ill if you told me yeah. that. And now what's, what's most of what I do? Web design. And... And how did I get here? You know, some people could argue, oh, well, you sold out. You saw the money. That's why you did it. And they're not 100% wrong, if I'm being honest. It's not like, you know. I mean, it's I, life. I web design. There's always compromise. Yeah. But I also saw that, like, you know, you maybe don't have it figured out, Sean. I think you're just, you know, you want to make pretty pictures. But there's a lot of beauty in good web design. And granted, um, and it's like one of the areas that we need more visual people in is web design. Um, it's it's a world that was, for the longest time, taken over by developers, people that 
just like to look at code. And so web design sucked for the longest time. And so, so yeah, so I think it's like just being open to change, right? Like there was that point where you had to be like, I want to do video randomly. I did electrician work. Now I want to do video and to not be afraid of that. Like you had, cause you had to do that before to be an electrician. You had to one day sit down and be like, Oh, I want to do electricity. Like, so you have to kind of keep that going. I think a lot of people, they do that once or twice in their lives. They get comfortable and then they forget how to do it. I think also like, I think also like that is a dying breed, you know, nowadays everything is like, it it seems like everything is spinning faster, you know, like companies don't employ you for a lifetime anymore. Companies are employing you maybe twice, three times, four times, you know, you're like going through a lot of more things nowadays and everything is evolving faster right. and the more attached you become the more unhappy you are what is that kind of weird because like yeah yeah no it is and it, and i don't think it's going away i mean i um, think it's getting worse <laughs> i think I, yeah yeah i think so too it's 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 weird. It's I think yeah, it's weird. Yet again, I think most of the show are probably going to run into this where there's two different camps, right? So I feel like I feel like there's people that are too afraid to change for sure, stuck in their job, never going to leave, never going to question anything. And now we have these kind of new younger creatives that are I'm a photographer, I'm a videographer, I make logos, I'm a model, I also do drone photography, and I also sometimes do some spray paint and some stuff. Blender. I for you. <laughs> and I, I do blender, I dabble in that, easy peasy lemon squeezy, using fiber for everything in between. And I think like like while creativity like this podcast will be a good example of creativity can mean a million different things. Yeah. And you being creative does give you access to a million different things. I think that's the other camp too, though, is like, don't be afraid to change, but don't get obsessed. Don't get addicted to change either. Don't get addicted to trying to dabble in everything. Yeah. Try to fall in love. Try to like go 100% into something. You know, I think that's, for me as an old curmudgeon designer, that's one of the biggest turnoffs. If, if someone comes up to me and is like, Sean, I want to learn these things, but then I immediately see that they think it's easy. Yeah. I immediately see they want to take shortcuts. They don't actually want to learn it. They just want to add this to to their tool belt. I don't really want to teach them anything. I don't really want to show them anything. I've had to spend tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars to learn what I've done. Years and years and years. Lots of failure. Lots of tears, blood, stuff being torn off of the walls, people yelling at me in my face. I've had to go through all of that to get where I am today. So when when I run into people... That are just like it's easy peasy lemon squeezy i'll just do it right now and then move on to the next yeah. thing you know you're wasting your time you're playing yourself yeah. you're never going to be remembered in my opinion the people that do that will never be remembered <laughs> sean is on it burn him burn him boom <laughs> yeah i i mean I, I see both sides you know and there's like you can't see yourself in everything and anything you know to a certain degree you know i'm more this more than that and um on that note i'm like Oh, it is fine to do this, you know, and be like, oh, I just want to dabble in it. But I don't also don't get attached to your experience and past, you know, that's that's where I'm like that, that because that will bite you then <laughs> too, you know, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, there's two different camps. I think there's two different, yeah. you know, yeah, there's people that, yeah, yeah, I think are too focused on the past work too. And I get caught there too. I, as I get older, I, I started to stop myself from doing this, but the whole like, 
well, I've done this for years and years. Well, when I and I and I do and I am guilty of that. I I, I will admit yeah. I've done. Nobody's that, uh, perfect. Too much recently. Nobody's perfect. Well, too much recently. <laughs> so it's so it is. It's like finding that balance, right? Be that be that optimistic, creative. That's like willing to throw everything out the window to do something new, but also respect the craft. Yeah. Like if I'm going to do video, learn it, suffer through it, figure it out, problem solve. <laughs> Um, yeah, there, there's and don't be presumptive. Yeah, there's another thing where I was like thinking, you know, the businessman sees everything like kind of waves, you know, early adapters, you know, then the the common people do it, and then the late adapters, you know, and you always want to be know where you are on that curve, you know, and you want to spot the next trend, you want to capitalize on that, you know, the next big thing, you know, with podcasts we're on the downward trend, but for example, I'm seeing it as long term real estate. You know, because like there maybe will be like kids in the future who will watch this or will be maybe remembering Sean like this is the guy, this is my dad, whatever, you know, you never know what what value this thing has in the long term and you never know where you are on this wave, you know, because you maybe think you're on the up or on the down or in the beginning, but it's like the stock market, everybody's just guessing stuff. You know, and if you try to predict, yeah. like, I need to be more creative or I need to be more structured, nobody knows what you really need to be right now. Yeah, and and that curve. What's funny about that curve is it repeats. It's, it's not like it's not like it ends. It's like it can come back yeah. up. Like, so I mean, it's that's why, like, yeah, focusing on trends and things. While it's good to be educated on trends, yeah. if you get stuck in this world of like watching trends, then then it'll always be ups and downs, right? And for me, it goes back to zoom out, zoom way out. What are you trying to do? Trying to make impactful, dynamic things? Are you trying to create emotional connections? Are you trying to make a crap ton of money? I mean, just get to that, yeah. and just and then everything else is superfluous, really. After that, you know. So for me, I mean, at the end of the day, to put it in very simple terms, I just want to make cool stuff. Period. I just want to make stuff that like people like whoa are like. Even if there's a nanosecond of like, oh, that was a cool interaction, or oh, that was easy, that's that's my juice. That's that's all I'm going yeah. for. I do not even, I don't even care about, you know. Now we're doing this in logo design. Oh, now everyone's using pastel colors. Oh, well now now it's all about you know using Linktree and apps like this. Or oh, now we don't do email marketing. Now we do do email marketing. Facebook sucks, so now it's TikTok. Well, now it's not TikTok. Now it's IGTV. It's all these are all superfluous yeah. things. They're all just. It's like, at the end of the day, it's making cool stuff and getting it in front of people. You know, that was the goal way back in art school. That was the goal when I was making skateboard decks. That was the goal when I was coloring as a five-year-old kid. You know, it's so just getting back to that, I think. Getting right back to what, what makes this work. Yeah. Um, and I think, like, that is, like, the thing, like, like I said, everybody is, like, in one corner at one point, And then you're like, oh, I should be more on this and that. And it's kind of like a self finding thing but in the end you just have to be happy where you are right now and just try to make the best out of it you know mm -hmm. um yeah but we're already an hour and 12 minutes in um yeah what do you think will be um a schedule for this podcast if we can't kind of can like plant the seed of coming back and check out the infinitive creative podcast wow we gotta work on it the <laughs> got him it's the now you're making me say it wrong. It's the Infinite Creative Podcast. So, um, but yeah, so, you know, it's, I think, yeah, we'll try to do this weekly, right? We're going to try to, just like we used to get coffee once a week back in the day in the cafe, I think we'll try to do this every week. Um, obviously, this yeah. is 
episode one. We keep referencing ep- episode zero, uh, which maybe someday will come out. But, um, you know, I think trying to get this in a, kind of a weekly schedule, I think, will be the biggest thing. And, um, and yeah, and so if any of you are watching, you know, I know this first episode will be, you know, for all five of you out there watching, uh, if you have any feedback, you know, feel free to shoot us an email or a message and just kind of tell us what you'd like to see, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm I'm someone that, and I think Vitz is the same way, where we don't really shy away from anything. No. So if you have something that's kind of, you know, a little crazy, a little, people are maybe a little afraid to talk yeah. about, I think that's Or cool. if you do I some, mean, I'm, I'm ready to get Yeah, or if you do something creative, like let us check you out and let's see what you do. And we kind of discuss it maybe and review it or give like opinions and thoughts, you know, or admire stuff. Um, I'm down to react to some uh, creative artists and stuff like that because there's plenty of people out there doing dope stuff. Um, yeah, on that note, I also want to mention, please, um, yeah, check us out on Instagram. Apparently, we have a handle, I guess, or do we? I still have to. Uh, I yeah. think so. Infinite Creative Podcast. Yeah, so we're going to post a bunch of stories there and also we'll check our YouTube out and rate this podcast five stars on Spotify. And yeah, let's see what we're coming up with in the next episode because there's infinite, no, infinite possibilities. Infinitive. Yeah, I said it once wrong. Now <laughs> we'll say it all the time wrong. So Rachel was like, "Is it really the name?" And I'm like, I'm, "When Sean says it, it sounds better." <laughs> the Infinite Creative Podcast. Um, yeah. So yeah. And with that being said, you know, send anything you want to infinitecreativepodcast at gmail dot com. Um, you know, my uh, my name is Sean, and um, so you can always email me as well. Uh, so, you know, Sean, hello at SeanCraigCreative.com. Um, so that's S-E-A-N-C-R-A-I-G creative.com. So feel free. Um, and other than that, you know, I think uh, as we get through these episodes, we'll probably do a little bit better job of kind of showing work, explaining things. Structure and topics. Um, it's all a, yeah, it's right a process. Now, right now it's a little mysterious. Who are these guys? Do they actually even know creativity? I mean, Fitze has some cool lights in the background. This other guy has a guitar or two in the background. <laughs> what do these guys do? So so I think, you know, we'll, we'll do that too, I think, in later episodes. We'll kind of show some of our, our uh, work and... Um, and yeah, maybe even do a little critique or oh, two. Yeah, but, that'd um, be nice. But yeah, I think um, I'll be working on this logo for this podcast, and I think we'll. Uh, I think yeah, we'll we'll just keep recording this once a week, and you know, please just uh, let us know you're out there listening. I mean, that means a lot. Just to even get one like or one comment, and, um, even if it's hate mail, I I like it. It's engagement, so go for it. Hate me. We will do our thing, but yeah, on that note, thank you for listening and see you in another episode.